What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. And before we start this episode, I want to encourage all our listeners to please subscribe and rate our channel. We definitely appreciate that. Also, feel free to give us feedback. Like I said, all three of those things, we definitely appreciate it. I just want to start the show off and letting you guys know. And um, here's another episode. I hope you all enjoy it. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you're interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. On the way to the top floor, I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room, as the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'm a play play. On the way. Motivation for all the real ones, On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next, but I'm on the way. You ain't take risks, cause you're too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Xavier Miller. What's up, what's up? And today we have two very special guests. They're the creators of Mobile Home Elite. Welcome to the show, Byron and Shanice. Thank, Thank you, you so much us. for having us. Thank, Thank you all for coming on. I'm, I'm so excited. Every time I get somebody on the show that's from Chicago, I get excited. I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we out in Cali now, and it's like, it's rare that like I get to, you know what I'm saying, come across somebody from Chicago. So it's like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> we need some of y'all weather right about now, though. What, what's, the, what, what's the weather like out there? Man, Ooh, right like now. Like 30-something? Yeah, right now it says... Um, <laughs> Yeah, thirty nine, thirty nine, and rainy, rainy. Oh man, I don't remember the last time I felt thirty nine. Oh, wow, it is real. I don't, I don't need Yeah, I don't. But uh, so the first question uh, we usually ask our guests is: So, what was the start to everything y'all got going on right now? Just giving a little background on ourselves. Yeah, man. So, uh, man, it got sparked um, March third, twenty seventeen. That was the day I was fired from my job. Wow, I was kind of going into my entrepreneur uh, journey. And, uh, man, I, I did a lot of personal development, but I wanted to get in real estate, right? I've been wanting to get in real estate, studying real estate three years, had a few deals that didn't go through. And then once I lost my job, I'm not going to say I lost my hope, but I'm thinking, like, how am I going to get started? You know, I ain't got no job to back it up, my, you know, my credit. Like, what's going to be my proof? And uh, fast forward, man, I was driving. At the time, I started driving a Lyft in, like, September of 2017 because times were getting hard. That savings ran out. And, uh Right in like December, I remember listening to a podcast. I was just, I was in the Bigger Pockets podcast. It was a podcast on mobile home investing. But that particular day, like the people that I was riding, they like, man, can you turn that off? We just want to hear some music. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, man. So I sent to Sharnice like, hey, hey, check this one out. I think I think this one's gonna be decent. Yeah. So he sent me that podcast, and at the time, I had recently lost my job as well. So wow. I was just on an entrepreneurial journey, trying to figure it out. Uh, we were both at the time trying to acquire some buildings here in Chicago. So we were going to like first time home buyer class to be like, okay, we're going to start this real estate game. But due to capital and credit, that wasn't our plan, right? So he sent me that podcast. And again, it was a bigger pockets podcast. And that podcast was on mobile home investing. And the biggest thing is people always ask, like, what was so dope about that podcast? It was just the opportunity with the numbers, the breakdown of the numbers. And it really spoke to us and our situation at the time, because again, we had both just lost our jobs, so our capital was very minimal. Right. So again, listen to that podcast. 
They broke down the numbers. I was super excited. I came home and I was like, hey, baby, we going to some over home. Like, I know you're trying to convince me that we need to be landlords and get the house hacking here in Chicago and get these buildings. But I'm like, listen, just listen to your queen, okay? And it's going to work out. And he was game. He was game, and that's how we got started. That's wow. so dope. Can y'all like uh, walk us through the first deal y'all went through? And was it was it in Chicago? Yeah, so right yeah. At, uh, in Love's Park, right near Rockford. Wow. See, I was yeah. there. I never like being from Chicago. I never thought of you know what I'm saying. Going <laughs> to I never even seen them over home. So that's why I'm like, is they doing this yeah, in Chicago? Yeah, all the time. Man, so man, to, to we had like literally it took us like again almost two months to find our first deal. We was oh, all the way. We went to Gary, Indiana, all the way down to Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, we went to Decatur, Illinois, Champaign. We was on the road Damn. trying to find a deal and um, calling so many. But that first deal, Sharnice happened to stumble upon a guy. Uh, he's a park manager, and he had some homes for sale. He had one for sale for like it was, he was listening for seventy five hundred. He had one for fifteen hundred. So we like, yo, let's go out there. Like mm-hmm. so, we Herman got out there. So we went to see the homes. We loved them. One, one we needed to fix. It needed some work. Um, the other one was moving ready. He's like, make us an offer. All together, the houses would have been, if we'd have made them an offer, we'd have been looking right around like 8500 So Sharnice was like, hey, tell them 4000 And I'm like, no, nah, man, I ain't about to disrespect you. <laughs> right? Byron was so scared. I was scared. So I was like, 4300 He said, yes. So we like, what? We just got two cribs for $4,300? Right, but he came back, and I was like, $4,300? I told you to say four. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was still happy and satisfied with getting those first two deals for $4,300. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah, and then, um, to kind of break down some quick numbers, man, one of them, the, the house, so basically he split it up. It was $3,700 for the moving ready house, and then it was uh, $500 for the house that needed to fix her up. We put three thousand to the house that needed fixer up. We sold that one for ten thousand, and then we sold the one that was moving ready for ninety five hundred. It took us less than literally thirty days. We went and made nineteen five. We was like, oh yeah, this is it. Yeah, we, ain't, we ain't never seen them type of checks. We was like, yeah, this is it. We we we, we in this. Wow, What's a, it's it's two things I want to touch on, which is super dope. With what y'all said, what you said when y'all first went, was getting into mobile home. She said, "Let's do it," and you listened. And you was like, "All right, let's do it." Then the second time, she said, "Say four thousand, don't say eight. You was like, "All right," and, that, and that's something I feel like a lot of dudes we be so prideful and just so like, you know, I'm a man. I ain't supposed to listen to nobody. Like you listen to your queen twice, and that's so important. Like, cause y'all just is valuable. Y'all know stuff. You know what I'm saying too. So it's like a dude for people that's listening. You a man, you got in a relationship. Listen to your girl as well, fam. That's like they for <laughs> like they ain't just saying stuff to be saying stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real, man. <laughs> for real. For real. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh so just going like so after that deal, like y'all was just like, We are we all in on mobile homes now. <laughs> yeah, so what was it? What there you go, you go. No, I'll say we just we, we... At first, don't get me wrong, you know, we had we took a little trip, but we didn't spend too much of the money. You know, we right. had to celebrate right, 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 right. <laughs> two bands real quick. But, um, you know, we just like, no, we got to reinvest it. Let's not blow this money. Right. Let's, let's just keep going. Man, that's, that, that's, that's amazing, man. Cause so many people would have. Would like what man? I'm, I'm, we lit, but you know, especially, especially back home in Chicago, bro. I already know the mentality, bro. It's, yeah, right. it's over with. It's, but uh, so, what was the the? Uh, I'm pretty sure after that first time you did it, it, it was like a sense of like losing that fear, like okay, we can really do this now. And it was probably like I don't want to say easier, but it was probably more smooth after that because that you got that experience now. Yeah, it was. 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 It was
Was that the, was that the, was that the case? Oh yes, for sure. Like after that first deal, like that really sparked me because even during finding and prospecting, of course, like I still was in that fear mindset of oh, I got to go back to get a job. I was still applying for jobs at the time. You know, unfortunately, I have my degree, but you know, in today's society, you got to know people to kind of get your foot in the door right away. So I was right. still applying because I'm like, listen, I got to have some form of a backup plan just in case. Like, I always had a just in case mentality, but I had Byron always next to me like, you're not getting a job. You're not getting a job. Like, we're going to do this entrepreneurial thing, yeah. like, just continuing to uplift me and motivate me. And that really just stuck with me. So... When we finally did, you know, make our first close to 20K, I was like, okay, cool. I think I can do this entrepreneurial thing. I think I'm looking at it. That's super dope. So for someone that's listening to this, because, uh, like, this is a conversation that's kind of, like, coming up now, mobile home investing. So I know it's mm-hmm. a lot of people that's looking to get into it. So for somebody that, that's at the ground level and they want to get started, what's the, the best way they can start with keys to getting started? Yeah. So the first thing I was to tell them, uh, the tip I always give is, you know, you want to go to Google Maps and then you type in mobile home parks. What that's going to do is going to allow you to see all the mobile home parks near you. Um, you get to kind of just, you know, go, go through the map, see. And now you can start, you know, mapping out your days. The best thing is to really get out there and just start driving the parks, you know, looking for for sale signs. Um, talking to park, going there, introducing yourself to park managers, getting some no's, you know, getting and just kind of getting a feel, building those relationships. That's one of the best things you can do. And then, of course, educate yourself as well, right? But those right there will get you more acclimated because we get a lot of people that are trying to do it from their phone, they're calling. Right. And I get it because that's an easier way. That's a safe bet. But they get discouraged because over the phone, you know, they can hear a no. Like, no, we don't allow investors. No, we don't do this. No. And that's right there is kind of discouraging. But if you get out and take action, it's going to make you, you know, much, it's going to make it much easier and it's, you're going to get more comfortable as well. Right. That makes mm-hmm. sense. So for, Someone who's, I don't, like, not that you guys are more experienced, when you're going to find mobile homes, what exactly are you looking for in the home itself? Like, are you looking for certain things that need to be repaired or, you know, more like that? So, normally on the first deal, we always encourage, like I said, if you're going out there, you want to make sure there's no major thing. So, the major thing is the roof. You come in there, you see, like, leaking in the ceiling, um, you know, kind of mold in the ceiling. You kind of want to avoid that. That could be costly. A, a new roof can cost you up to like eight grand. Um, plumbing, you want to turn on the water and things. Just make sure the plumbing is good. Plumbing, again, is not expensive as traditional housing. That could be another two grand. Uh, the electricity, you just want to make sure. I mean, the lights, if it's, if it's off, you know, rewiring again, not too bad. It could be up 800, 1200 bucks. Um, and the floors, you want to just walk through all the, the, the house to make sure the floors are intact, no soft spots. If those four are really, you got it good. Like literally everything else is cosmetic, you know, toilets, cabinets, like all that stuff. And when you talk about a mobile home, uh, really depending on the area, but nine out of 10, it is uh, like basic Home Depot cabinets, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about the, the wood countertops. You're not talking about granite or even stainless steel. Like if you, y'all in Cali, so, you know, so something in California, San Diego to make it more attractive, of course you won't, you might want those appliances, but most places in America, you kind of keep it simple. People are looking for affordable housing. Mm, that makes mm-hmm. sense. See, like it's, it's, this so, it's so crazy to me. Cause like I said, growing up, that's something like, I never like I ain't never think about mobile homes for real. And I and I never really thought of it till like uh like months ago. I was having a conversation. I was we was out of Miami having a conversation 
And this girl was telling me she was that's what she doing. She was giving. I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, <laughs> I bought a mobile home for. She was like, for eight grand and yeah. sold it for like ninety or something. She said. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, I was like, hold on. I was like, hold on. What? Right. See the margins though, right? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, no, nah, no way, bro. Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I just bought a house, paying more than that. And it's gonna take me away. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I need to stop. I'm like, I gotta switch it up, bro. Like, what's, what's going on? So, right. so that, yeah, that, right. that whole the, the the it's so it's such an interesting field for real. And I feel like so a lot of people they know about it, but at the same time, many people don't really know too much about it. It's still kind of like like you know what I mean. Like a lot of questions around it. So that's why we brought y'all on because I feel like we, y'all got a lot of value and game y'all could give. And uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, so. Going on to y'all, like, was y'all, were all y'all deals pretty much the same, or was it, like, different structures and stuff like that? So, we, we definitely had different structure. One of the things we started offering, uh, we found out, was just seller finance. Because um, at first, we started off flipping, and we realized, like, hey, like, okay, we get some of these properties. We start renting them out. Now, they so far off. Like, if something breaks, then what are we going to do? So, we kind of got introduced to seller finance. We're like, oh, yo. <laughs> we don't got to be no landlords. We put the responsibility on the tenant buyer. So then we kind of got obsessed with those deals. Like, let's see how many of these we can get because this is just the passive income. So mobile homes are similar to, in most states, is a motor vehicle. They, they fall in the same category or um, the same thing as personal property. So with that being said, they had titles, right? Except for some states, I know Texas has like an SOL. Um, that's, uh, I've got the initials, what it stands for. But um so what we did was we like, okay, you know what? We're going to put them on terms like a car, right? You know, most cars, you get a car, you're going anywhere from a 48, you know, 36-month payment upwards to a 72 higher. So it's like it's a house, so we're going to do anywhere from three to 10 years. And then at the end of the term, they can own their own home. And then with that, we don't, they're fully responsible for all the repairs, anything, right? And for us, we was just like, yo, we like this. <laughs> so once we start getting those, like this passive income, they paying on time. We only had to do one eviction, and we didn't even have to do it. The mobile home park the guys did right. the eviction because they wasn't paying them. So now we got our house back, and we went ahead and sold it off. What? <laughs> Man, that's, that's so crazy. <laughs> I was like, that's really mind-blowing because that, that was the question I was going to ask because dealing with the parks is like, it's like you the the landlord, but are you really dealing with the tenant that much since they paying the park directly? No, we're not. So that's a beautiful thing about mobile home investing. Because even going back to when we were first trying to get into real estate, the one thing that turned me off when Byron was trying to really push like us in the building was being a landlord. I did not want to deal with tenants at all. So we discovered seller finance and putting these homes on payments. I was like, wow, okay, this is amazing. I don't really have to do anything but set the deal up and then collect my passive income monthly. So when it comes to dealing with the tenants, like, no, like, they, as long as, you know, their payments are in on time, like, we really don't have any communication. If something goes wrong with the house, again, they understand that up front that they are responsible for any maintenance or anything because they're signing a lease to, um, a lease agreement with the purchase option to own. So, they already know in their contract that they'll be responsible for anything that comes up, which they're totally fine with that because you got to understand these are families who are looking to own a home. So they're already excited from the beginning, like, oh, my God, like this home will be mine in so many years. So, you know, that's the biggest thing that we do provide is the affordable housing. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, like, 
I know growing up, I always people always used to give me kind of like a ne- a negative view of mobile homes. Like, oh, right. you know, like, oh, you uh, a mobile home? <laughs> like, it was never like a good vibe when people brought up neg- a mobile home. So I just want to ask y'all, like, what is y'all turnover rate? Like, do you really get people who want to stay for long term, like years, years, years? Or is it more of a short term thing where they're just like, all right, I'm going to just do this and so I'm ready to purchase a house to live in? Yeah, so really, I mean, honestly, it's all about screening, right? When I said the family, the one family that we had to, um, what a, the park evicted, that was in our earlier days. We were kind of just like, hey, we don't want to pay no more lot rent. Let's put a family in. And the park actually gave them to us. And that's what we was like, oh, well, if y'all trust them, we be trusting them. And so we learned from that. But honestly, the turnover ratio, man, our people pay on time. Um, most mobile homes, the thing, I, the beautiful thing about it, you talk about the stigmas, right? And then most of those stigmas came, especially if you have to think about our generation from 8 Mile. 8 Mile shows like Trailer Park Boys. Right. Mm-hmm. Those stigmas came. And so when you thought about it, you like, oh, yeah, like, but not all mobile home parks are like that. That's when, for us, we thought about it, too. Like, we thought it was going to incur racism. Like, we thought we was going to see all this crazy stuff. And we really have not. <clears throat> and... And so, like, again, when it comes to, like, the people, it's all about screening. It's all about screening attendance. We do credit checks. We do background checks. Like, the park does that, but we do it for ourselves okay. just to cover, you know, cover our base. Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And I actually, I've been to a park out here before, and they was like, I remember they was telling me, like, we don't allow, like, uh, something like we don't allow investors. Some, some, it was something, something I don't remember, the something to that script, and I'm like, what? So is that something that, that y'all deal with, or is it like a workaround around that? So, yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. So here's the thing. Ethically, we teach to to ask first, right? Okay. You talk about a workaround. The workaround is, and again, I'm, I'm, I got to get, you know what I'm saying? Y'all listen to some some game. But at the same time, I want y'all messing it up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> But once you own the title, the house, the home is yours. The thing is, you can go to a party like, hey, listen, I own the title. So here, here's here's how it is, okay? I will, I'm willing to pay you lot rent until I find somebody to get in this home, or you can buy the home from me. <laughs> like so, that so that's that's really a way that you can you know you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the reason why I don't want to curse because some parts have the strength to kind of come. They have sometimes in a clause that they can kind of go out and make it harder for you, right? Mm-hmm. While you're trying to bring people in there, they may be denying them because they're like, okay, I'm gonna stall you out. You're gonna pay me lot rent until when I want you to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it all depends on the park, and that's why we talk about building relationships because those relationships will help right. you um, in the long run. Yeah, that makes sense. How much do you um, typically have to pay for lot rent? Is that really expensive, or is it just like a small fee each month? So, normally, um, the average lot rent in America right now is three seventy five, but it's all about region. Like, where you got, like in California, um, especially SoCal, you're looking at, like, on a high end, $1,000, $1,200. Um, you know, some parts when they're closer to major cities, lot rent is higher. It could be anywhere mm-hmm. from five hundred to eight hundred dollars to the thousands. Um, rural areas, you are looking at those lower lot rents. Um, those, you know, anywhere from uh, one fifty um, mm-hmm. up to like four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, does the lot rent cover, um, let's say, water and stuff like that, or do you have to pay for those expenses yourself out of that lot rent price? 
Yeah, so typically the lot grant is going to include the amenities of the park. So it will be water for some parts. Some parts, the water is separate. It kind of just depends on individual basis. But normally it is like trash, water, okay. sewer, and then any other amenities that comes on the park. Like some parks that we have homes on, they have a swimming pool, um, like a community center, like basketball courts and playgrounds for the kids. So that's all included in the lot grant as well. Okay. Yep. And from, from my conversations with uh, a couple mobile home investors, their thing is, is always like about obtaining a park. So I, I, and I just had a, fr- a friend of mine, he hit me up like this week and he was saying how he got a park that's for sale for like 300000 or something like that. And I was like, wow. So I wanted to ask y'all, like, is that something like the, one of the long-term goals? Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> working, working on it as we speak. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. right. That's, yeah. that's 2020 goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I already know it because I, I, I keep hearing that conversation. Like, yeah, the park is where it's at, having the park. And because I, yeah. like, I seen, I seen something where, uh, like, my friend, he was telling me, he was saying how, like, this one park that's like 300,000, 300, he was like, the first year, you're going to make half of your money back. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, this, it's like, yo, this, 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 this stuff, it be like, it be sounding too good to be true. Like, yo, what? Man, yeah. Man, it, it's, it's funny you say that because for, even for us, when we first did, we was like, okay, this deal was sweet, but this is too good to be true. And and then, bro, it got to the point when we started getting free homes. Like, That's what I heard. Magic, I heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Magic, like, okay, you know what? Thank y'all for helping out this family. I'm going to give you this one. And we like, Oh, this is okay. crazy. And we turn around and tell that for 10000 It's just like, yo, this is crazy. Free money. Free money. That's, wow, that's crazy. So, like, you guys started off pretty much flipping, but it seems like now y'all are, like, more interested in, like, owning it and just getting that rental income monthly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, though, because, that, like, we always say, like, that's what pretty much building wealth is when you study trying to get, you know, passive income, building them streams up continuously instead of getting those quick, Twenty, thirty thousand dollar checks for real, which is cool too. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but once you got it, that stream's done now. You can get that stream forever, every single every single month. And uh, get just getting back to uh, people because I know people that's hearing it. They're gonna be like, "Yo, what? I'm, I want to get started today." <laughs> hearing y'all like, you know, you hear so you like, "Yo, I want to get started today." So like, just uh, what are some like some things that uh. Just things that people definitely need to be aware of. I don't want to say cons, but just things that like sometimes people could forget about. They be like, I know about this part of it. Definitely. So one thing is highly attractive that you're going to see mobile homes that need to be moved off of private land, and that's what we get. And whoever's selling, they might be selling for a thousand dollars, two thousand. But here's the reality: of that you have to have a place to move that home. Most people see that price, like, yo, he got it for a hundred, you know, a hundred dollars. I'm gonna buy this home. It's like, okay, where are you gonna move it? And then you gotta think about it. If it's an older home, if it's a 1970s, like that home, it might be damaged in transit because it hasn't. It, it's been in place for 30 plus years. <clears throat> so one thing is just being cognizant of moving homes again when you first start out because it might be a great deal, but if you don't have anywhere to put it. A mobile home park, they don't want a 1973. Mm. I mean, you know, it depends on where, where it is in the country, but now I'm saying they don't want that. They want a newer home. They want something 2019 and up. So um, mm. that right there is sometimes people kind of get, you know, they, they get anxious. It's like, yo, on your first deal, um, you have no experience, try not to move a home. Normally just try to find, a, you know, a deal that's already, on, you know, online or in a mobile home park. Okay. Yeah. 
that's, that's extremely important mm-hmm. right there. Yep, yep. And uh, this, is a, this is a question we always like, whenever we have like couples on the show, I always make sure I ask them this question. I'll just be like, how important do y'all think it is having like, because me and her together, we work, we do business together. And I, I know firsthand how beneficial it is. Like, how, in y'all opinion, how beneficial it is to y'all? Uh, man, it's very beneficial. <laughs> like, I love it. I mean, I, I encourage everybody, like, look, if you got, look, your guy, your hubby, wifey, y'all need to be in business together, okay? Like, this is probably the best decision. Well, I can't speak for This is a decision <laughs> that we both have made as far as just, even when it comes to our personal relationship, I feel like even being in business has helped us to grow together, yeah, right. even in our personal relationship and our business relationship. And it has just really just made us just have a stronger bond in general. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I 100 agree. Like, I mean, literally, I've had so many people want to go, wanted to go in business, and honestly, like, you know, not the fact that you know, hey, this is my baby, but at the mm-hmm. same time, is we even like, for example, when we argue, it's over the business, and then we step <laughs> back and be like, yo, look what we arguing about. You know, mm-hmm. it's not. We rarely have a personal. You know, yeah. something when it's all about. So we knowing that we all in. And one thing too, like I, I encourage people, like like Charlene said, if you got your you know, your husband or your boyfriend or girlfriend, take a chance. Like to me, right. like you know, people think when we first got together, we started really fast. Like literally, mm-hmm. we got together, got the LLC, and we was we was moving right. And we we get a lot of people like my you know of course family like are you do you want to do that? What if it don't work? Like what if it don't work? Guess what? We fifty fifty. So right. it's a win for both of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's real. Because yeah, like it's it's weird. Because sometimes I'll I'll hear couples say like, no, nah, I would never uh, go into business with my partner. I would never do like money things. And it's like wait. So y'all sleeping, probably sleeping together every night. <laughs> but you won't do nothing that's going to elevate your pockets. And like what what, what sense right. does that make? <laughs> I think I think the problem is somebody think most people think going into business with your partner is adding on more pressure and stress onto the relationship when in reality it's not because it's a whole different feeling. Dynamic. Like, it's with a different the dynamic. Yeah, it's completely yeah. different. Y'all get to spend each other like that's the thing, it's not yeah. like I feel like like for example, we work separate jobs. Like I understand like some guys like they all they always taking a group, you know, they girl out on dates and things like that. Now they feel like, man, like I hate to say it, like they girl is a burden versus right. I'm losing a pot. So this is our money that we spend. So it should be funny. Sean, he's be like, take me out. I'll be like, okay. That's real right there. That's real. And, yeah. and I was just going to say like, it's just different um, like things to be excited about too. You add into it. Cause not, not only are y'all spending more time together, but now it's like, Instead of just your normal, oh, we went on a date, but now I'm like, man, we just bought a house. Like, you know, I'd be excited. Right. Like, oh, we got another property. Exactly. You know, it'd be, it just adds more to the relationship, yeah. in my opinion. It kind of, yeah. like, from my opinion, it makes it like, I don't even know the words to describe it. It makes it more of a, like, a connection. And that's how I feel like when we accomplish something together, it's like, dang, we just made some money together. We just got our, our property <laughs> yeah. together. It's like, dang, bro, we really, like, we really, like, linking now, like, for real, for real. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's so real, man. I, yeah. I love it. Cause that's how, you know, we, we joke around, man. I remember like our first check that we get, mm-hmm. we was in the house, we turned Alexa on and we was playing money, money, money. We was so 
Yeah, that's like an experience that I think every couple should have. Because it's like, it's it's more of a, like, you proud of not only yourself, but you proud of your partner, too. Like, dang, like, you, you played a role in this. You did this yourself, too. Like, it's like, dang, bro. Like, so I definitely, like, I, I always have these conversations because I, I be wanting couples to, like, even if you're not entrepreneurial, like, at least, you know what I'm saying, take at least one risk. Try to do something when you're owning something together as a unit. So, yeah, that's, that's real. And then, plus, you get to see that growth in your partner, too, because they yeah. in a whole different ball yeah, game. So, it's, it's not you at work, and I don't really get to see you. No, I get to see you, like, push yourself to the next level, you know, test the limits and really yeah. grow as a person and a businessman. Yeah, it's, it's deep. It's deep, man. It's, it's deep. <laughs> I go all, I can go all. Okay, it's deep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, getting into the, I want to ask you guys something about uh, branding. Because, like you said, you started, you said 2017, right? Yeah. Y'all pretty much this this only was just two years and you guys grew into like like pretty much like a household name with it. So what is some of the the uh cause you got people out here that's been trying to build their brand since twenty thirteen and they like they ain't seeing no result <laughs> they ain't seeing no results or nothing. So it's like whether y'all uh some some tip y'all don't wanna get y'all give away all the game, but what's some tips that that you guys can give some people when it comes to that? Man, um definitely, you know, um I know this is pretty like uh not say cliche but having a niche i mean having a niche whatever you're in i don't care whatever it is if everybody's doing it how can you separate yourself for one um also reach out to other influencers that's another thing reach out to other influencers um you know see um see at try to add some value just don't try to take 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 like hey can you post my stuff like no like see see what type of value that you can generate you know whether if you have a product or something you know send it to them you know see if they like it if they like it then that way, you know, they can definitely um, <clears throat> pub you. Yeah, and I was gonna say definitely reach out to influencers. Don't be don't be afraid to pay for those promo ads on mm-hmm. those influencer pages. They definitely, definitely will get you far. And man, just really like I know the one thing we did when we first started the Mobile Home Lead Investors page is that we really interacted with our new followers in the DM. So we'd be DMing them, just kind of introducing ourselves, letting them know what we're about, what we do, what our programs are. I think that's something that a lot of people are afraid to do, but definitely just don't be afraid to kind of like put your brand and yourself out there. Mm-hmm. That's major game right there. You, you, like, you want to say something? No, just like, so I know with y'all, y'all brand growing so quickly, and I'm sure a ton of people reach out to y'all for more information and how to get started. So how do you guys manage that did you create your like i know you guys teach people how to do it so was that the birth of that having so many people reach out to you guys so actually when we created the teaching program like nobody knew who we was like what happened was so for us we we dug in we started this mobile home investing uh january 2018 you know we we did we got our deals on our belt and then we launched november um of 2018 and we're just like, hey, let's we're gonna try to get this to as many people as possible. So we started with family and friends. Like literally, we always we've always been doing a free webinar on Wednesdays. That's always been our thing. We just want to continue putting people on. Um, and it literally, I would say it, it's crazy how relationships go. Like the first, um, the first thing I think Black of Pocket saw a video that I did and featured me. Mm-hmm. And then Hood Estates reached out to us. Shout out to Packy, and he was like, "Hey man, I love what y'all doing. I like to make y'all Hood Estates class." So we like, whoa, like that's <laughs> huge. <laughs> And it just it was it became a domino effect, right? We met you know House Hunter two one six, cousin Nita, yeah. uh, key resource. We and then it, 
and then they were introduced to me like, hey, you need to meet Rashana Scott. And then we meet Rashana Scott. And then, I mean, it literally kept going. Todd Million, and we was on H&M, we was on his part. And it was just, and that's when they just picked up steam. It was just like, it happened so fast. Like, literally, I feel like when we kind of came, you look at our page, and then we had like a thousand followers in like February or something like that. And then we literally went from like, in July, we had 10,000 followers. And we were just like, yo, this is crazy. You talking 2019 or 2018? All in Like this, this, it's so dope to me that I was just, I was just having this conversation with somebody else. I'm like, it's a, like a resurgence of a of, of black entrepreneurship and ownership, and it's so many of them just like they're not old. It's like young people that's doing their thing. So it's like it's super dope to see to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is, man. It's real, it's real life the renaissance right yeah. now, man. It's, it's, it's so, it's so dope because, uh, man, just. You talking about like five years from now, man? Like look, looking back, and we what we gonna be talking about then? Mm-hmm. Ain't no tell, ain't no telling. No, right. <laughs> with all these people, I'm glad we all like use our platforms to help one another. Cause you know you ain't gotta be selfish with the information, or I don't mm-hmm. wanna you know work with them. It's just we could all grow together if we all just put each yeah. other on, connect yeah. each other. Yep, yeah. that's exactly. right. And, and uh, do you guys do any uh, mobile home investing outside of Illinois? Indiana. Indiana. So we go we go over okay. Indiana. Um, so so far, those are two states that we have. We get a lot of opportunities throughout the country. It was like we just want to kill our goals first, and then we'll probably open that up um, eventually. Eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like what's like me being from Chicago, I know how expensive like properties and stuff is. Like, what does like uh, let's say example like a mobile home? How expensive is one in Chicago? So in Chicago land, you can still find gyms for like five thousand, seven thousand. Um, the lot rent is a little bit higher in right. Chicago. Like I know Oak Lawn and Justice, those lot rents are like eight hundred dollars, seven fifty. Um, but you can still find gyms because here's the thing: the Midwest still has the stigma of trailer trash and all that kind of stuff. That's really primarily in the Midwest, some of the right. East Coast, but around the country, mobile home is just a regular house to most people. Um, so Chicago, you can definitely find the the deals on the home. It's just the, the lot rents are a little bit higher. Um, and most parks near Chicago are getting newer homes. So those newer homes, you're looking at the $25,000, $30,000 up. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, are you guys, like, interested? See, because like, experiencing this, like, if I, started, if I started off just straight mobile homes like that, I don't even know if I would be, like, on real estate free. I'd be so involved in that. I don't, I don't know if I would be. So are y'all, like, still into, like, buying uh, actual homes or not, interest, not interested in that right now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 honestly, we get that question all the time. And I tell Byron, like, maybe later on down the line, but I just really want to monopolize my home investment. You know, there's so many different avenues when it comes to um, our business that we can really, really take over and conquer in mobile homes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, something I want to ask y'all can y'all break down how it is different from? 
actually buying a house to buying a mobile house? Like, what are the differences in that process? And then, are there any tax advantages associated with buying a mobile home? Yeah, they smiling. They, 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 they definitely is. I see that smile. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, so the difference is really um, for one that like we talked about earlier. Mobile homes are considered like either a motor vehicle or uh, personal property. So it's not necessarily real estate unless you go get a piece of land and then you put some concrete down and you kind of build up a little bit of foundation, which are more modular homes. Um, but the difference is what I love about closing is totally different, right? Um, mobile homes don't, most mobile home states don't require inspection. So you don't have to uh, hire an inspector. You rarely need a realtor or unless you're trying to sell like maybe like a $70,000 home or so. But nine times 10, you, we, we don't deal with realtors. Um Contractors, right? I remember we uh, we get a lot of comments like, why, "Why you guys don't use contractors?" Because at the end of the day, I love contractors, but their job is to hire crew to get to get my house done. When for us, we can just go hire the work directly um, because the work isn't as strenuous as the you know a home, and it just it doesn't have all the codes and things that you want. Up. So here's the thing: not to say you want to go around that, but you still want to get people that do quality work and make sure it's clean, safe, and functional. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, um, no appraisals. <laughs> there's no appraisals. Um, there's no title company. We don't have to pay for a title company. Um, yeah, man, that like literally, we, like all of the things that go into our house closing and everything. And then what I love about it, we close the same day. Get our right. check and we good. See that? See, man, that's so crazy. Because I was just uh, this was a while. This was like a couple months ago. I was talking to one of my friends, and this was after we recently purchased one of our properties. It took us three months to close, and I was telling him, I was like, man, I'm like, man, this. This just took us three months, bro. And he was like, man, I just got, he was like, he was, he started talking about mobile homes. Like, yeah, man, I, I got a mobile home. I closed today. And I was like, what? He's like, I just, <laughs> he's like, I went to the DMV, transferred the title. And that was pretty much, I'm like, dog, what is, what is, what is? I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's, that's, that's real. Like you really can close it like, like pretty much like that. Man, just like that. Get the check same day. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> no, that's that's crazy, man. It's it's like I feel like this could definitely be uh, helpful to a lot of people because I know like a lot of people when it comes to real estate, they like I don't want to get started right now because I don't feel like I have the capital. And as y'all know, you know what I'm saying, mobile homes. Like, how much do y'all think someone needs to? I know it, it could vary, but how much do you think someone like the 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 minimum somebody have then they could get started? <clears throat> So really, uh, that que- is really about it varies. Right. But I was just like, like for us in our training, we teach people how to get started with no money down. Basically, wholesale. Like you can always wholesale a mobile home mm. and not have any capital into it. But if you want to actually have the asset, um, it really depends on the country. I would say a safe number. Um, if I had to say like more so broad around the country, seven to ten, seven to ten grand, Sorry. and that probably, and that help you with all of your costs, right? But like, again, some regions, California. Um, you know, the Pacific Northwest, the, yeah. the Seattle, I mean, the uh, uh, Washington, Oregon, uh, low, you know, uh, Southern Florida, certain states that, you know, because of the cost of living is higher, um, you know, homes will be more. But majority of the country, you can find these deals as low as five thousand dollars. Yep, yep, that's what that's that's, that's what really I good. yeah that's what I that's what I keep hearing from talking to several people. They keep like we supposed to take a trip soon to uh to Dallas to go look at some mobile homes because I know somebody out there that was oh, talking, no, yeah dope. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah he was he was telling me like yeah I got he was like I know some people out here that got something for five eight eight grand they, he was like they gonna sell for much I'm like yo what is, like how's I'm confused how this not I feel like it's the popularity probably gonna come with it soon over time but right mm-hmm. now it's still like under the radar for real. 
Yeah, it's a wave right yeah, now. It's, it's a, yeah, like yeah. we we tell people, ten thousand people started today, it still won't be saturated. Wow, that's crazy. And so the yeah. competition is pretty much not there then. Zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah, we know. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, we know where you know people are getting involved and things and at different places and things. But I, we have yet heard somebody say, "Man, somebody bought that mobile home up from me." <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So, t- so typically for like just going on to repairs, like how much are like rep- repairs usually for a mobile home? Yeah. So. <clears throat> Man, I'll tell you, a full rehab on a single wide mobile home on a high end could be twelve grand. Full, yes. <laughs> so, so when you think about that, like I said, when you think about that, um, it is it's not that you know not that expensive. Like again, like we all for us, we don't like we like staying away from stuff that. It's basically I don't we don't want like putting a thousand dollars into a home. Right. We might replace a toilet, might put some paint into it or something yeah, like that. Minor repairs, very minor, right? But um, you know, for us right now, like we just like paying a cleaning lady to make us, you know, spick and span. That's that's it, man. That's she said. We about to go about one. We are. <laughs> <laughs> for real, that's that's great. So, is it ever a time where like? Uh, like dealing with parks, because I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure all y'all mobile homes not in the same park, correct? Right. 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 So is it every time with like different parks, with like different rules, where they make it pretty much more difficult than other places? Um, could be upcoming. I say most smaller parks, we call them mom and pop parks. Boys, this is one owner, so they want to keep all the money for themselves, right? So I, which I understand, right? So you know, versus them selling a home to an investor, they'll probably fix the home up themselves, then sell it off. Um, but as far as rules, you know, you hear most park managers say no. Um, and, I, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. Most owners are not going to say no to you. And okay. the reason why, because a park manager has more on their plate, right? They got to sell houses. They got to do evictions. They got to collect rent. They got to make sure that, you know, homes are occupied. So a, a really good park manager who's been in the game for a while, they like you when they see you coming. Like, oh, you an investor? Oh, I got this house, this house, and this house. Because for one... They got a numbers. They got to make sure a good park manager keeps houses. Uh, they keep the vacancy rate, you know, very, uh, very low. Right. Yeah. I mean, high. I'm sorry. They want to make sure that those houses are filled. So if Sharnice and I both got homes, that's two more houses that, you know, they can put on that thing they collect a lot rent from. So that's the thing. When people go in there, you got to I mean, you got uh, my, your, your listeners a tip. You got to go in there and go on relationship based versus kind of going there like, hey, I'm an investor. Y'all let me in there. And it's just because like, like you're not adding no value, but if you kind of go in there saying, hey, you know, I can help you. I can help you sell homes and things like that. That sounds better. That sounds right. more attractive versus you being like, I'm an investor. Because in the past, about probably about six, seven years ago, it was another wave of this happened, right? People were mobile home invested and things like that. And what was happening is investors were coming in and they'll just leave properties because they had no tie to it, right? They wouldn't find people that just leave properties. And they gave a lot of park owners bad, you know, bad taste in their mouth. But now... For us, we teach people to do it the right way, so that way you don't come in there, you know, just being on BS and build a relationship. Mm. And something, something key that uh, like you keep saying, which is super important, is the uh, pretty much the power of relationships. And like mm-hmm. we we understand being entrepreneurs, that's like pretty much the most important thing. Like we was talking to uh, Pocket from Hood Estates, and he was right. like, he was like, that's more important than the, the money for real in business. Yeah, and building yeah. those relationships, and that's. 
I feel like that's so underrated because right now, as 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 popular as entrepreneurship is, I feel like most people forget that aspect. They just so thirsty on getting some bread. Like, man, I'm just trying to do whatever I can do to make this money. They ain't thinking about I could build this relationship where we can always make money together. Whereas, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that's that's super important. And something something I uh I want to ask is this just randomly popped up in my head. You know, there are a lot of talks about an upcoming recession or whatever. And do you do you think? A recession will affect uh, like mobile home investing. Uh, not really, because so I heard. So a lot of owners they like being saved. A lot of the first owner I met, he said mobile homes are recession proof. Yeah. But then I hear people saying it's more re- uh, recession resistant, meaning that because you know, when apartments go up, people you know how right. I mean, when the the uh, the rents go up. Right, people getting pushed out. So this is the only affordable housing that's non-subsidized. Right, right? most Section Eight doesn't allow mobile homes. So with that being said, like you can make fifteen dollars an hour and afford an eight hundred dollar, you know, uh, rent or so. So I think as a as an investor, that's what we're doing: coming in, creating affordable housing, not going in there and just you know raising everything up. If you you know, for us, we accurate integrity. We still want to make it attractable. So when that recession does hit, we have people that can still afford. Their rent. Mm, yeah, and that's what that's why it popped up in my head because it just hit me like that's probably recession proof. Like thinking about it, because I'm like, when recession happened, people like loan money and they move mm. out of their situation. They gonna try to go to affordable housing. And I'm like, no, none of really beats affordable like mobile homes. So I'm like, oh, hold on, I'm just, like just a <laughs> light bulb went out of my head. Like wait, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and so, and uh, so, something else I want to ask, and this this is my uh, final question. Unless you got something else, yeah, I, I want to ask. So like uh, getting a getting a park. So like a couple days ago, we ran into this lady. We was out at a restaurant. And she, I, I had this hoodie on, and uh, she came up to me, and she was like, so what y'all do, blah, blah. She was trying to be our assistant or whatever. So she was like, <laughs> I want to take y'all to this land. And she was like, they got this land for sale. You could buy, and y'all could put a mobile homes on there. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, but is it is the process like that, though? Can you just buy land and make it a, a mobile home park? So the reality of it is, is you can. But here's the thing. Most cities don't like it, and I'm going to tell, tell you the reason why. The average cost to send a kid to school is $12,000, right? And you're talking about the taxes. When you guys talk about earlier taxes, I'm going to give you an example. We don't pay no more than $200 for no home taxes. We pay as low as $40 a year on some of our homes in Indiana for taxes. Wow. Um, so, so when you got to think about it, for cities, it don't really make sense for them because, for one, you're talking about you live, you live, you're using the city water, you're using the city, you know what I'm saying, um, the sewer. So it kind of costs them money. So it's really up to the uh, municipality, right? And it's not that expensive, like to like to create like literally like like set, let's say seventy pads and say, like streets and everything. You can be as low as seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars because if you get the homes, then if you get the homes financed for five percent down, ten percent down, the homes is not even a question. It's just the development of the land, right? Right. But uh, it really depends on the city, like you know, for something that's something that. I really think about and, and man, I remember Kanye just said the other day it was huge. He said America's for sale right now, and that Facts. is so true, Facts. so true. So you know, honestly, man, even talking larger, it's cities for sale. So if you right. if you get in control of the city and the municipality and whoever, all your mayors and everything, you can build what you want to build. And that's another part I feel like a lot of people overlook making them connections through the city and, and mayors and all that stuff. Yeah, that's that's major game right there. I hope I hope people pay attention to that part. 
And, uh, so, yeah, so this, this, I forgot, this is actually my uh, last question. This is what we ask everybody that come on. So, like, with all the things y'all doing, the game, the information y'all give out, helping people, you know, become investors and all that, do y'all feel like as if that's an obligation y'all have to the community, with, like, to give back? And not just monetary, we're talking about uh, game, access to resources, time. Do y'all feel like that's an obligation y'all have? Yeah. Um, I, I honestly say, yeah, it's just more so, you know, I, you know, we know that God's using us as a vessel, right? We always joke around and say, if God would have showed us this two years ago, we'd have been like, nah, nah, God, you playing around. I'm from mobile home. <laughs> I'm from Chicago, baby. Right. <laughs> you said we don't mobile home. Like, <laughs> well, listen, like, like, like you said, like, we had to come together. We had to create this program. Like, this is all through God. Like, he, like you said, we're, we're his vessels and we're just really just speaking through him to share with everyone on how to start creating this passive income. That's what it's all about. Just want to see everybody win. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful right there. And uh, before we let y'all go, we just want to say we definitely appreciate y'all coming on, chopping up with us. Like, Thank y'all. Thank definitely, you. definitely much love, especially y'all from being from back home. So y'all definitely, definitely got my support. With it. Appreciate you, I want to thank y'all because I've been trying to convince him to take me to Chicago so we could go to Harold's Chicken, but now we can just come see y'all and they can be like, come on, come on. <laughs> see, I got a reason now. We could go. Hey, but see, listen, he's from out west, so he so before before we let y'all go do y'all mind in plugging all y'all uh info where people can find y'all they want to uh, take a course and all that good info yes yes so man you can find us on instagram at mobile home elite investors dot i'm sorry at mobile home elite investors website coming www.mobilehomeeliteinvestors.com is currently under the construction but should be up in about a week um also facebook um at mobile home elite investors uh subscribe to the youtube channel mh elite investors um and then if you have any questions about the programs um those the facebook can link you directly uh, Instagram, you click the link in our bio. We have all of our products, and same thing with the website. We have all of our products as well. Yeah, and we appreciate that. Like I said, we definitely appreciate y'all coming on. Y'all got our support with anything, whatever y'all need. You know, I'm definitely man, nice person, man. Yeah, we, man, we love the couples, man. We love the couple things. Yeah. We got to grow, man. Yeah, we'll definitely be there soon. I'm gonna definitely, we'll definitely be hitting y'all up whenever we touch down. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, for sure, definitely, yeah. bro. Yep, y'all have a good day. Appreciate y'all again. Oh man, y'all yeah. too, man. Yep, Bless definitely. you. Yep, peace. Peace. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast with Mobile Home Elite Investors, Byron and Charnice. And like they said, they, they dropped a lot of a lot of, a lot of game for our mobile home. So I, de- I definitely think that's going to uh, help a lot of you guys if you're interested in doing that. And then wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. And D, what's your info? You can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent or Kent Real Estate. And you can find me on Twitter at Deanna S. Kent. Yep, and that's all we got for this episode. Appreciate y'all for listening. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.